Hey, my friends, and welcome into another episode of the Subscription Web Design Podcast. Let me ask you a question. Does subscription always mean unlimited? Okay. Does subscription always mean unlimited? That's a common question that I get asked, and um, I think it's worth talking about in this episode of the podcast. Hey, just a reminder to go check out subscriptionwebdesign.com and get signed up for the group coaching program today. All right. So what do we really mean when we say subscription web design? Is it really subscription web design? Is it, is it just recurring revenue? Is it um, a website as a service? That's a term that I've heard floating around. And, I, and I've been asked this a couple times. Um, you know, people saying that they really don't understand what makes it subscription web design. And I, I want to talk through this because I, I don't think that the idea of a subscription has to always mean unlimited access, okay? And in fact, I know that a subscription doesn't always mean unlimited access because not all resources are unlimited. For example, you might have a subscription to a service that gives you a certain amount of credits per month to use, and then once those credits expire, you have to wait till they refill the next month. Uh, a great example is Audible, okay? When you go to Audible, it's a subscription, but there's a defined amount. You get one um, credit per month. And then if you use that credit, you don't just get to go buy another one. And so subscription does not always mean, um, unlimited. Okay. Now when I say subscription, the reason why I chose this term was, uh, twofold. Okay. Reason number one is it's really easy to understand. Okay. And again, I know I've had some questions about it, but in my mind, when I say subscription, you automatically think, Okay, someone is subscribing to my web design services, and that's truly what's happening, and that's truly what I want you to feel is happening, and that's how I want your clients to feel as well, even though I wouldn't necessarily use the word subscription with them, and we could talk about that another time, okay? I, but I do. I want you to understand that what's happening is your clients are subscribing to your services, and you can place whatever limits on that you like. You can say, you know, we're only going to work, you're, gonna, you're subscribing to five hours a month, okay? Here's your number, you're subscribing to five hours a month. You could do it that way, okay? You could say you're subscribing to 10 hours a month. That's totally fine. In fact, that's kind of a really unique way. I haven't really ever thought about that before. Um, but you could say, yep, here's your price. You're subscribing to this many hours of work per month. Um, if we hit that number, you know, if we go over that number, then fine. If we don't, uh, you know, you're going to have some extra charges if we go over it. Um, we may or may not hit the number. You know, I don't think you have to guarantee hours. Uh, you might say you're subscribing to minimum five hours, maximum 10 hours. I don't know. I mean, there's lots of things that you can do. Point is, the client is subscribing to your services, okay? So that was reason number one. Reason number two is because I want you to understand this idea that I call the assumption of continuity. It's not the sexiest term, but it gets across what I want it to, okay? And what this means is when you sign up for Netflix or when you sign up for a gym membership or um, you know when you sign up for any of these other services, there is an assumption that is made that you're going to just pay for this for the end of time, okay? Like, when you sign up for Netflix, you don't have in mind that you're going to cancel it, typically, okay? Unless you're just signing up for one series that you wanted to watch or something and then move on to something else. Now, for the most part, when you sign up for one of these services, the idea is there's this background assumption of continuity. You're going to continually pay for this service, arguably for the rest of time. Now, when it comes to the business level, of that transaction. Of course not. They know, they have all this data. They've got bukus of data, okay? They know how long you're going to stay as a customer. 
okay, um, on average. But they don't know specifically how long you are going to stay. And as far as they're concerned, with you, you could stay and pay forever. Okay, and so that's the mindset that I want people to get in. I want you to have conversations with your clients and be able to say things like, here's what I want for our relationship. I want you to pay me every month forever, and then I want to provide you with a high level of service every month forever and make sure you always have a beautiful, continually updated, optimized website that's getting you new business. Boom. Like, in some sense, I really, really want the sales pitch to be that simple. And it is. And I've used it. And it works. Okay. Now, as it gets to the details, okay, that's where you have to be clear about things. You have to set some boundaries. You have to say, look, given all of this, still, a project can't exceed this many hours. Or something like, at what point, you know, because your client might wonder, well, at what point do I own the website? Okay. Well, this is for a minimum arrangement of 18 months. And after 18 months, you are welcome to cancel your subscription. Again, notice the language I'm using. After 18 months, you are welcome to cancel your subscription. And uh, at that point, you will have satisfied the agreement and you now own the website. Okay? Now, this is why I call my, mo my specific model a lease-to-own model. Because if they don't finish out that lease term, they don't own their website. If they want to cancel at month 14, okay, fine. But you're still responsible for the next four months of payments. And so you need to pay those in a lump sum and then we'll release the rights to the website for you, okay? And that's all clear in the contract. So yes, there are details that sound less like a subscription, but that's not how the sales pitch goes and that's not how the mindset goes, okay? When we say subscription web design, we're not talking about unlimited work. That's impossible, okay? Don't use the word unlimited. It's, it's bitten me in the butt recently and uh, unfortunately I've had a really bad experience with a client. Um, I should say the client had a bad experience with me because of this. It was my fault. It was, it was not good. Um, and uh, it, again, it, it was in a context that was meant to be harmless, but again, the word unlimited is dangerous because it's, it's vague. It's too imprecise, right? That's why I don't like unlimited design, like, you know, design joy and some of these other services. I, it, it's, it's, it scares me because, um, the truth is there are limits. There's, there's limits to everything. Okay. Manpower limits, money limits, there's limits to everything. And so we have to acknowledge those limits. So when I say subscription, I'm not thinking about unlimited. Now I do think there are some subscription web design services that you could do. Um, for example, like a templatized, um, type of service. Uh, in the course, I, I refer to this as fill in the blank, uh, the fill in the blank model, because basically what you're going to do is you're going to create a template and then you are going to fill in, um, details, colors, you know, copy and things like that for a client. And you could charge a little bit less for this type of service and really niche down with this type of service as well. Uh, so I refer to that as the fill in the blank model. And in that model, we have the assumption of continuity, but we don't really have the assumption of ownership, okay? In that model, I, I, there's no um, inkling that your client actually owns the website uh, at any point, okay? They're basically renting the website from you. That's the bottom line when it, when it comes to a service like that. That might feel more like, you know, more of a pure subscription web design model, and, and maybe it is. Um, but I, I do think it, when you're getting into custom web design, and, and you know as well as I do, the question just comes up, do, who owns my website? You know, it's, it's something that people are wondering. And so I think my lease-to-own model gives us a unique way to say, yep, yes, this is subscription web design, and yes, we want you to pay forever, but we realize that at some point you're going to want to make sure that you can walk away and own your website, and so there's an 18-month minimum agreement, and that's cool. This is also why... After that period of time goes twice, so every three years, if they stay on for 36 months, 
That's when we offer a full website redesign. Okay, because again, we want to make sure their website is staying updated with trends and you know the industry and, and keeping up, and their business stays competitive. And we want them to pay us for another eighteen or thirty-six months after that. Okay, we want them to keep going, and so that's why I say it is forever, right? When they come on, we're giving them the assumption of continuity, right? We want them to work with us forever, and realizing that they may not want to do that, we always give them a way out. So. No, subscription does not always mean unlimited. Subscription web design certainly does not mean and certainly does not have to mean unlimited. You can get into the details of that, and I've had no problems over the last seven years with my, actually more than that. I need to stop saying seven is longer than that, but I've had I've had no um, problem over the over these last years um, actually getting clients to understand what's going on here. Okay, it's that simple. So. Subscription doesn't have to mean unlimited. I don't think you should offer unlimited design services ever. I don't think you should even let the word unlimited. I'm just going to start, start calling it the U word. I don't think the U word should ever leave your mouth. Uh, and you should, um, yeah, be, expect to provide a high level of service forever, realizing that your clients are not always going to be around forever and giving them a way to get out and still own their custom website in that context. That's what I mean by subscription web design, and I think it'll be useful for you. All right? Hey, thanks, guys, for being listeners to this podcast, watchers of this podcast, if you're with me on YouTube. I'd appreciate you telling somebody about the podcast or liking it, sharing it around. Um, it's been really, really great for us, and uh, I'm grateful for each and every one of you. Hope you got some value out of this episode. Don't forget to go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and get signed up for a group coaching program today. I would look really forward to meeting you and getting to know you. All right, take care. God bless. Hey there, it's Steve, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. You know, one of the biggest questions that I get is, okay, Steve, I'm excited. I love this idea of subscription web design, but I have no clue where to get started. If that's you, go to subscriptionwebdesign.com right now, enter your best email address, and I'm going to send you an exclusive training that I did on the five models of subscription web design that will show you the options that are available to you and give you some things to think about on how to get started. And for a limited time, I'm going to include my contract template for subscription web design. I've been asked multiple times to provide this template, and it's usually only available to my paying students. It's a $100 value, but it's yours free. Just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and enter your best email address there, and I'll send those right to you, as well as send you daily email tips from the trenches of running my agency. See you over there at subscriptionwebdesign.com.